Okay, you guys, this conversation has come up twice. Um, my aides, I guess, great mother in law, yeah, if that makes sense. Not her mother per se, not her mother in law, but her great mother in law had a heart attack on Thursday night. And so that's why she went down to Denver on Friday. And that's why she's not, she didn't come yesterday. She didn't come, um, she's not coming today. But luckily, great-grandma's still kicking and... So, and then I get another one saying on Twitter, believe it or not, from a fan that I follow who's writing a book, who I've actually had on my podcast, saying that his son found his wife not breathing. Please pray, please send good vibes, please do all that. And so... He said on Twitter, which I wouldn't have done, quite frankly, but he said on Twitter she's intubated and she's on a breathing machine and she's really, really sick. And I thought we were going to lose a great-grandma here over the weekend, too. And so, um, because great-grandma's 90... My age, great, my age, mother, and my age, great mother in law is ninety three. It's her husband's grandmother, and she's ninety three. And the other one was in her, I guess, forties, and or maybe even younger than that. And I said to, I literally said to Shane on Twitter, you see the response of, you go check out my Twitter and his Twitter. Um, I literally said, well, did you absolutely know what she wanted? Whether she um, wanted to be on that event or whether she wanted to be on the um, machines, or whether she wanted to be on the anything. And there's a big difference between your 40s and your 90s. And even, and so I think we should all have a point of directive. Because when you get in those sticky, wicked situations where, trust me, I've been there with my own mom. And <coughs> luckily, my mom said to me, if any, and she talks about it close too, she said, um, if anything were to happen to me, I, and I land up in a mentally in this coma, which, she did, thank you very much, due to the meningitis, she did, 
twice actually. She recovered once and they pulled her out once and then the second time she got meningitis one twice actually. Not once, but twice. And the second time they couldn't save her. The second time it was really medical malpractice because they saved her from the brain and the ears and the this really can bring in, yes, yes, she had that clotted, and yes, she didn't die from that. So, basically, I think you should at least have that conversation with your family. I don't care if it's in a car or in the middle of the front hallway like my mom did. And she didn't tell anyone else. She didn't tell my dad. She only told me in the middle of the front hallway. And I was there when I said to a nurse who we all went to have a meeting across the street, across the way with, I'm... I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in a gray, painted gray conference room. And my mom was right across the hallway fighting for life. (coughs) And it was, um, my dad, his brother, her brother, and me and the nurse. I don't know where the two... I don't know where baby sister was. Baby sister lost her mind. And lost her mind when she knew her older sister was dying. And baby sister um, took it out on the rest of her family. Thank you very much, including me. And I don't know where older sister was. But um, I think. Well, there she was it the other day? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they walked in after we had that meeting. But I've been I've been in those sticky situations before, so you may want to go in prepared, and I need to do my will and my point of directive too. Now that I think about will and point of directive point of directive is more um, important because when um, a person is incapacitated, obviously they can't speak for themselves so we were all my mom's power of attorney. My mom's power of attorney was about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, people, including um, family that was doctors and nurses, and yeah, doctors don't want to speak to doctors, even though, um, even though they're in the same medical field. Yeah, that was a very interesting story, when the doctor shows up, and the nurse show up, and they go into a meeting with doctors about my my mom's doctors, not their doctors, and then they come down and get me out of the car, which, 
which by that time I knew something was up. And that was when they put in a second second mentally in this coma because she was having mongling seizures because of the meningitis, not because of the brain aneurysm. So, um, anyway, my point being is even if you have a point of directive, people are not going to listen to it. And even if you say it verbatim, people are not going to listen to it. And so I'm going to have people sign off on my point of directive, my own, because I'm going to be like my mom, and I'm going to put my point of directive on a podcast, and I'm going to um, put it on here, actually. So I'm going, and I'm going to say this, if anything were to happen to me. I don't care. I don't care. If you need to keep me on a ventilator and a trach and all those beeping machines for me to say goodbye to my family, keep me on those machines for 24 hours. And then whoever shows up to say goodbye, they get to say goodbye. But they don't get to keep me on the ventilator as long as I keep my mom on the ventilator. They keep my mom on the ventilator for for a month. She battled for straight months. Forget about brain aneurysm because she was perfectly fine. So she battled meningitis for straight months. And so, um, yeah. So if anyone, and I'll write this down, which I think we all should do. Um, and yes, I've outlived, I will outlive my mama, which is a little bit scary that she died when, and I'm the one with CP. By the way, she went into the hospital with asthma, too. And so, um, <coughs> so we both have those, um, lungs that are weak. And so, and she went into the hospital before with asthma, too. And she got pneumonia after having me, which she, she's been, you know, since she's married my dad three times, and three times she's been in the hospital, the, yeah, three times she's been in the hospital because once in D.C., and, um, and, after that, she said, I want a cheeseburger. So, you, she literally said that, I want a cheeseburger. And so, um, and so you see that my mom bounces back quite quickly. Although she didn't bounce back quickly from meningitis, meningitis killed her. So, this nurse was very shocked. So that day, I decided 
to um, do things a little bit differently than my mom, and I'll write this down, and um, I'll do it as, I'll write it down, and then I'll do my will for the next couple of weeks, so I'll maybe I'll wait until the summer, I don't know, but um, I'm definitely going to do my point of directive um, over the next couple of weeks of what I want, because um, they're not going to know how to deal with uh, adult with cerebral palsy, and and they barely know how to deal with a kid with cerebral palsy, let alone an adult. So I need a point of directive. And so um, you people who think you're young and invincible and death, death is going to be the name of this episode, <laughs> Getting a point of a, getting a point of directive for death. I'm going to put death in this episode, and I know death is a taboo subject, but gee, peace. You better tell your friends and family what you want. And so my point of directive on this podcast, and I'm going to say it verbally, not so I um, and so I don't forget it. And it's so that you guys know what I'm dealing with here. If something were to happen to me, I would only like to, and I had to be on a ventilator, and I had to be on a feeding tube, and I had to be, which, which quite frankly I've been on before, and and so if I had to be on hooked up, I would only like to be on those uh, machines 24 hours. So, to those who came and said goodbye, they um, could. And then I would like to unhook me. Unhook everything. And the day day my mom died, which was August 12th, she was either going to be moved up to the rehab floor, which would have been a good thing, but she decided, bless her heart, decided to take matters into her own hands, and we, we were supposed to have a meeting August 12th with the doctors, I mean, about pulling the bug, and she died. She literally died. She goes, if you this, I literally want to die. I mean, when I told the nurse that um, she want, she wanted to put put a bug. My dad looks at me as if I had two heads, and then um, and then my uncles looked at me as if I had two heads, and the nurse goes, well, that's a heck of a lot of responsibility on a 23-year-old. Yeah, but my mom was my aide day in, day out. And up until up until she went to the hospital, she was my aide, even though she was beginning a slow-leaking brain aneurysm, which we thought was the flu, um, 
she was my aide day in day out so we had those weird um conversations and yeah we had those weird conversations at weird times too and so um <laughs> and i believe when she told me i was in believe it or not and this is going to freak you guys out I was in a walking cast. I remember because I was, was it before Eileen's funeral? No. We went up to, we went up to my great cousin's funeral um, in, I went up, than a walking cast. No, it had to um, be after after we came home. So, no, it wasn't before that. But I was still in a walking cast when she told me, this is what I want. If anything were to happen to me, this is what I want. And so that's why I think complaints of directive are so important, and now I have to do what I practice, what I preach here, and so, yeah, because Shane telling me that his daughter-in-law is now on a vet, and God bless Shane for dealing with that, but at least... I had the privilege of knowing what my mom wanted. Of knowing it only takes two seconds to do it. will take the maximum of an hour to do a point of directive. Because when you get in those sticky situations and you're not able to speak, and I don't have power of attorney unless someone asks me, who is your power of attorney? I say my dad, and soon to be my stepmom. And they know my power of attorneys know, and they will soon know that if anything were to happen to me, this is what I wanted. So don't automatically assume that you don't ask people about um, what they want at the end of life, because maybe they want to be moved into hospice, maybe they want to stay on events until they can't handle it anymore, but maybe they don't want to stay on events. I mean, ventilation is icky, 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 icky. So, um, trust me, I been on vents myself. That's why my mouth is still screwed up from a vent. And I, because I have had cerebral palsy all but it will be 71 years in June. Cerebral palsy all my life. I have a screwed up mouth because of a vent. Ventilator. And yeah. Icky, 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 icky. So my mom saw that and I think her point of directive was because of me. I know her will was because of me. But, um, yeah, 
because she knew vents are icky, icky, icky. And what they do nowadays, yeah. And I know I didn't see that would have been a fun one. I didn't see how they put people in a mentally coma, but I, yeah. Yeah, they locked me out of that one. They shooed everyone out of the room for that one, I know. Uh, but, yeah, at one point they locked the wall down because a person was very, very sick, which they caused, a.k.a. my mom. And it's like, you guys, why lock the wall down if you, um, if you have a very, very sick <laughs> deal with it and shoot me now and let's just deal with it as it is. No, they, I think Swedish Hospital is terrible. I still to this day think Swedish Hospital is terrible. Their um, procedures are terrible. Um, Children's Hospital has better procedures than, um, than Swedish, because Swedish, you can go, but, now those yellow paper gowns that you guys, um, you can go walking in and out without ever washing your hands, without, um, putting those yellow paper gowns on, without, which I would have happily done for my mom. And, yeah, so Swedish goes in and out, and she, um, you can wear normal clothes in the ICU in Swedish, and I'm like, what's this, Jimmy? And so, um, yeah, and so she was talked by the nurses station. Well, the day I asked her about I Come and Win, um, she was beeping up a song. The nurses didn't even notice. The nurses blocked out that noise that, um, they, they didn't even notice. So, I find it ironic that I, I don't find it ironic, but please figure out what's going on in your life before you go into the hospital. That's the whole point of this. And, uh, yeah, yeah. See, I'm on a soapbox now too because, um, because I need to press this I need to do my point of directive, and so figure out and bring the point of directive with you and hand it to a nurse, and yeah, and so I, I need to practice what I preach and do my point of directive, but figure out what you want at the end of your life before you go dare touch foot in any hospital, including Swedish, because I figured if we had a fire with us, my mom would have got a heck of a better chance at life. She would have come home and been disabled, but I would have still had a mommy. So... Figure out what you want at the end of life. Okay, you guys. Bye, you guys. 
And I'm sorry to do a scary episode on Sunday, but since Shane and I've had a couple of scares this weekend, it's, as I said, my age, great, um, grandma's in law had a heart attack and she's 93, and then Shane and his drama. And yeah, and so please figure out what your end of life wishes are. So, bye you guys!